Hey Comic-Con fans, Barry here from the Ugly Couch Show. We're talking with David Glanzer, Director of Marketing and Public Relations for Comic-Con International. David, welcome and thanks for speaking with us. Well, thank you for having me. Comic-Con's contract with San Diego Convention Center expires in 2012, and there's been some rumors online that Comic-Con might be leaving San Diego in 2013, and rather than listen to the baseless rumors and speculations, we thought we'd go right to the source and ask, what's going on? Well, you're correct. Our contract uh, expires in 2012, and one of the things that we've been dealing with, uh, to anybody who's attended the show or probably heard about the show, is a limit in terms of space. And that space is limited in terms of both attendees and exhibitors, meaning we can't allow any more people into the building. Uh, We have to put a cap on that, and we can't allow any more exhibitors to display on our floor. Um, And those are two really big issues for us, primarily because that's our main sources of income. So when you cap your source of income, but your expenses continue to rise, obviously at some point you're going to, you know, be upside down. So that's a concern of ours. Um, and what's happened over the last uh, you know, few months is other uh, convention facilities in other cities have put forth uh, proposals uh, basically saying why they think their city would be a, a good fit for Comic-Con. All right. Well, it's true that San Diego is the nation's most walkable city. Uh, it's not It's not uncomfortably hot at the end of July. There's a nice breeze from the ocean. If that were the only factor, I'm sure Comic-Con wouldn't consider moving. But are there any other pros and cons from Comic-Con International's perspective of keeping Comic-Con in San Diego? Well, I mean, you know, you, you bring up a very good point, and that is that, that you know, there is a great deal that, that San Diego has to offer. You know, one of our, our big problems is that we have a finite amount of space. One of the things that we've done at the, at the convention center downtown is to erect uh, tents. Uh, to try to maximize even, you know, space behind the center. And it's not inexpensive to do that, but we, we just need more and more space. Are you ta- I'm tried- sorry, are you talking about the tents outside of Hall H? No, 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 tents upstairs on the mezzanine level. A lot of people don't see them, but if you were to walk on the mezzanine level or on the, uh, even the sales pavilion area, in the back there are some areas that are... Uh, I think any other convention would probably use that as a smoking area or just a lounging area. In many of those areas, we've erected tents now to handle overflow, either autograph signings or segments of registration or things of that nature. So we're really trying to maximize the real estate that that they have, the footprint that they have. And, um, you know, one of the things that we also did uh, in 2009 was utilize one of the ballrooms in in an area hotel and it seemed to work well. I mean, you know, we had some uh, programming over there, and uh, our attendees seemed to not really mind walking across the street, and, and, and that worked out well for us. So, you know, we're looking at other ways to mitigate the uh, the issue of having a cap attendance. Well, we know that the main events auditorium has steadily increased in size over the last few years. It moved from Hall 6 CDEF to Ballroom 20 to the enormous Hall H, and we got some footage of fans lining up like hours in advance some day days before to see the presentations is there a possibility of expanding the main events room or even moving it to petco park across the street well you know any of these things are are things that we're looking at one of the, the the issues that we are faced with is um you know hard dollars and that is when you use a facility that uh you know is a 
not a part of the convention center, typically you have to pay for that. Uh, and that makes sense, obviously. You know, but now you're saying, you know, how much is something? Can we defray the cost of of spending X amount of dollars on this by you know increasing attendance and and or exhibit space? How many more people do we have to get into defray that cost? I mean, it really is a a you know a, a math problem. And it's something that the city is putting a good forth effort uh, forward to try to address. And, you know, they've met with local hotels. They've met with, um, you know, the city itself, all the way from the mayor's office on down. And, you know, they're, they've put together a proposal as well that they hope will mitigate some of the, the issues that we currently have. But I should say, you know, these other cities have, have, have you know, done that as well. Yeah, it said that Anaheim, L.A., and Las Vegas are attempting to lure Comic-Con International away from San Diego. Can you tell us what's been put on the table? I really can't. I don't think it would be fair to talk about, you know, their specific proposals. But what I can say is, you know, each one of the proposals that received uh, really does attempt to address uh, the concerns that we have. And that's everything from, again, you know, the size of, of the facility, uh, the number of hotel rooms that are available, uh, you know, uh, the issues of meeting space. Um, you know, each... Each proposal that we've received, it's obvious that they've put in a great deal of time, effort, and energy in really trying to dissect the issues that we're faced with and trying to, to, to address those issues. And San Diego, you know, has as well. What we're really tasked with now is trying to find out which proposal best addresses all of those issues. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, whichever decision we end up making ultimately will have to be, you know, the one that is most beneficial uh, to the event and those who attend. Okay. Um, Four-day passes for Comic-Con were sold out back in November, and single-day passes for Friday and Saturday, they've already sold out. In the short term, is there a solid plan for the convention center to expand to meet the needs of the con? And if it does, will you increase the cap on the number of tickets sold? Well, <clears throat> you know, the the... the Yes, yes. So to answer your question first, there is, right now the mayor had, had um, put together a task force that uh, looked at the issue of expanding the convention center. And that task force said that it would be a good idea to, to expand the convention center. And that expansion is not just for Comic-Con. It makes sense for uh, the center to expand so that they can hold not only large events, but multi events in the same facility. If you go to some um, convention centers uh, around the country, especially, you know, uh, like Orlando and, mm-hmm. and some others, there are these, you know, nice-sized facilities that uh, you can have two or three different events running concurrently and not really have to feel like you're overcrowded. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that could certainly help San Diego. I mean, while it may attract, you know, a, a Comic-Con or other big events, uh, they should be able to handle a couple of smaller events at the same time, too, which, you know, will keep the facility booked and will keep uh, certainly downtown um, businesses happy. And, of course, the tax revenue, you know, from the to spend uh, will help the city in the long run. Now, as far as, um, gosh, the second part of your question was, well, here, let me expand on that real quick. Um, in the uh, San Diego Union-Tribune, it was said that, uh, the, that that task force that you spoke of endorsed a $753 million proposal to expand the convention center by one and a quarter million square feet. 
including 385 million, oh, sorry, 385,000 square feet of uh, new exhibit space. But they said there's no guarantee that it'll happen. Uh, a good question would be, is that based on whether or not Comic Con stays, or would it be something that they would do to get Comic Con to stay? Uh, neither. It, it really is. Um, I, I, well, I think Comic Con factored into that. Uh, but I think it was only one of, of many different factors, meaning that I think the task force looked at the the size of San Diego, the size of the facility, the fact that uh, I think last year when we had an economic downturn, most convention facilities um, they had trouble with bookings. San Diego did not, uh, or not as much as other cities. And in fact, San Diego had to turn away some 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 conventions because they just didn't have the facility size. Really? So I, I think the task force looked at a, a bunch of different variables. Obviously, Comic Con was one of them, but I don't think Comic Con was a deciding factor for them. Okay. Um, and their determination was, look, you know, by by spending this amount of money, by being able to do this, um, it will help the city in the long run. Uh, and if it keeps Comic Con in San Diego, that's you know icing on the cake. Now uh, that's correct. The, the, the paper is correct in that because the task force and the mayor have said that this is a good idea. This is something we want to move forward on. Now there's uh, different governmental agencies that have to address the situation, and that is uh, part of that is the port district, which you know would own the land for expansion, mm-hmm. um, where the money would come from. For that expansion, uh, you know the nuts and bolts make basically making that happen. So okay. it's it, it's still potentially a long process. And the second part of the question from before was: Will you increase the cap on the number of tickets sold in the short term? Well, in the short term, depending upon if we can alleviate the crowds on the floor. I mean, if you know our experiment last year of having a, a big ballroom where we had programming, we were able to pull a few thousand people off the floor at any given time. Um, you know, right now the local hotels, three of the local hotels are talking about um, letting us utilize some of their big ballroom space. If that ends up happening, if we're able to put a major programming or at least, you know, a lot of our programming in those area hotels, that has the, the benefit of, of dragging people off the floor, basically. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then we may be able to go ahead and allow more attendees in, which, you know, could be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um but we don't know if that will work. I mean, it's, it's, so many of these are unknown variables, to be honest with you. Do you but one th- thing also about the, the if, if none of that happens, we will always be probably around 125 to 127,000 people in the facility. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, um, you know, we have that finite space. And what happens is that number can go up or down by a few thousand, probably depending upon the configuration of the space. Okay. As an example, you know, people say, well, well, exactly how many people can fit in the convention center. Well, that's like saying, you know, how long is a piece of string? And the reason for that is because if you had just one booth that was a 10-foot by 10-foot booth in all open space, well, you can probably fit, you know, maybe half a million or close to a million people in there. But that's not the case, obviously. And what happens is each year the, the room is configured differently depending upon the exhibitors who come or go, expand or contract their booth spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes, you know, it's always going to be around the 125, but it, it may fluctuate a little bit depending upon the configuration of the floor. Okay. Um, is there any negative to splitting parts of the con up, like putting some events in some buildings and some events in the other? Well, yeah, I think if we had our, our drivers, we'd love to just be in one facility. I mean, you know, that's that's the way it's always been. Um, 
Now, you know, we've certainly, you know, seen and been to, to other events that have basically taken over, you know, part of the city. I mean, San Diego hosted the the uh, Super Bowl a few years back, and um, the whole downtown corridor was, you know, basically, you know, Super Bowl headquarters. And I have to tell you, it's really interesting when you are downtown for Comic-Con, you have that same feeling, although it isn't official. Meaning, you know, I can walk around, or any attendee can walk around, and you will see a good majority of the people in the downtown area wearing badges, carrying bags. Yeah, I feel like I'm at Comic-Con even when I'm walking around the gas lamp. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, the thought now is, well, maybe, you know, we because we we don't have the space at the facility, maybe we go ahead and do, you know, uh, specific programs at different hotels and thereby kind of making Comic-Con feel even larger still, you know, benefiting from those hotels and, you know, restaurants and meeting spaces and things like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's the idea. Will it work? We don't know. And that's what we have to weigh right now. You know, what is, what is the best scenario when you have other facilities saying, look, you can try that experiment or you can come to our facility and everything can stay in one building. Okay. Well, that's all the questions we had for you, David. If there's anything you'd like to, uh, Say to the Comic-Con fans out there before we let you go. Thank you for your support, honestly. You know, I, I think um, it's amazing that this has gotten as, as much press as it has. And uh, one of the things I think that is really, you know, heartening to all of us, uh, the committee staff and the board, is that there's a great deal of support out there for the fans. You know, it's amazing that this show is 40 years old. And, and now, for the first time, really... Um, you know, we're we're being told how much we're loved and how much they want us, the city wants us here and all that. We really appreciate that. And that is primarily because of the people who come to our convention. We have a unique event. We have an event that, you know, is homegrown and uh it is what it is because of the people who who come every year to it. And for that we're, you know, just incredibly grateful. Well, thank you very much, David. Well thank you very much. And if you uh you know, by all means uh give me a call if you have any questions. All right. Okay, thanks, Barry.